This episode of Market Foolery is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage process into the 21st century with a fast, easy, and completely online process. Check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com/fool. It's Thursday, December 8th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, and joining me in studio today from Motley Fool One, Mr. Ron Gross. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm great, thank you. We both got our coffee. We're all set. Tea. This is tea. Oh, that's tea. Green tea. Oh. I'm, in, I'm in health mode. Oh, okay. You you actually have been. <laughs> I've in, been in health mode. In lately. health mode. You've, you've I dro- decided I'd like to live. You've dropped some weight. <laughs> you're you know you're looking. You yeah. got a healthy glow about I'm you. I'm glowing. And uh, apparently, green tea is part of that. It is. You know, coffee. No coffee for for this for this week. Or maybe next week. I mean, I can point you to any number of health studies funded by <laughs> the coffee true. industry no, that it's talk right. about how great it is for you. That's true. Just giving giving it a break. Not that I'm ever going to drink green tea, but uh, do you put anything in it? Do you put a little honey, a little stevia? What it, it, Which, uh, that sounds a like natural a natural sugar, word. for lack of a better word. Not that sugar isn't natural, um, <laughs> but it's a no. It's a natural no sh- no calorie sugar substitute. Stevia. Stevia. Uh, sold also under the brand name Truvia. But Stevie is the actual that, ingredient. That's not it's, make, it's a plant. It's a leaf. That's not making it any better. <laughs> this is this is more than anybody wanted to know. It really about is. My, my you know what people want to know about? They want to know about earnings, <laughs> and we've got earnings, including uh, surprising earnings out of the apparel industry, which we will get to. Big day for retail, yeah. It is a it is yeah. a good day for retail. Yeah. Let's start with a big retailer, the second biggest retailer in the United States. If you're measuring by revenue, and that's Costco. Their first quarter report was not great, but their same-store sales were up 2%. That breaks a string of a few quarters where comps were down. So, this, uh, this at least in terms of the market reaction, is, is a good sign. Right. I think that's, that's one of the main headlines, that same-store sales, 1% increase straight up, but 2%, as you said, if you exclude the, dollar, the, the impact of the dollar and low gas prices. Um, that's the big news. The trend lately has been rather weak, um, and especially after the run that Costco has had over the many, many years, people are starting to think perhaps the, perhaps the luster has come off of, of this growth story. So it is nice to see that increase. But now we shouldn't jump too high for a one percent or a two percent increase. But it's still it's nice to see. The other big story I think here is that. They saw a lot of deflation in terms of pricing of their goods. Uh, a good example would be that unit sales of their TVs rose 17%, but yet just 2% in dollar terms because prices are coming down. They say this saw the same thing in the meat category, um, uh, which is, is a big winner for them typically. So, um, Without that deflation, numbers would have been much better than than reported. But they are seeing that, and it's something they're they're going to have to deal with. They saw profits up seven percent. Nothing to nothing to sneeze at, but they would have been much better if prices had held. Do you think this increases? What's the right word? Just sort of the the call from analysts, which we have seen over the years. Jim Sinegal, when he was CEO, used to talk about this: how the analysts would say, "Look." Instead of capping what you're going to mark up your prices at, which I believe it's 15 percent, is that it? That's yeah, typically yeah. Typically, yeah. Costco says we're not going to mark anything up more than 15 percent, and every every other quarter or so, you'd have a Wall Street analyst say, you know, we ran the numbers, and if you if you bump, <laughs> if you adjust, if you bump it up to 16 percent, here's right. how much more it means, and you know, so that's true. So, but the beauty of this model is. The amount of money they make selling stuff is almost gravy. 
the bulk of the money they make is is from people renewing their membership fee of let's say $55 a year. That's a vast majority of the profits that they bring to the bottom line each year and the rest, let's say maybe 20% or so is from the profits they make on selling TVs or meats. So the main goal for them is to put forth a value proposition to customers so that you'll be happy to renew and that takes precedent over all uh, everything else. I just like that you grouped TVs and meats. <laughs> well, you know, what else is there? You can do both at the same time. Lululemon's third quarter profits were solidly higher than expected, and the stock is up 16 17% today. Holy cow. Yeah, they, they continue to, to put up just great numbers. Their same store sales up 4%. That's a nice number. Uh, better than expected is why you see the stock popping um, so nicely. Uh, they said Black Friday was strong, which bodes well probably for the fourth quarter. They increased their guidance to further reiterate that fourth quarter is going to look good, the holiday season. Um, online sales, Always important um, nowadays, up 16%, another strong metric, and gross margins were up. So, I, there's very little to find in this report that, that was negative. And they did it all with Rhoda Pitcher no longer being on the <laughs> well, board that, of directors. That's key. That is which, which is amazing when you think about how phenomenal a leader she was. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, the the only I would say negative thing about this, but you can turn it into a positive, is that the company did comment on increasing competition in the what they call the athleisure ath athleisure wear market, um, and it is a hot market right now. And they confirmed that, and they said it's not going to be hot forever, and that could be an issue. But they think it's going to be an issue for those um, competitors that are not. Putting forth quality products, and they think their quality will rise to the top. And even when this isn't as hot a trend as it is right now, they'll still be good. Let's wait and see what if, if that um, turns out to be true. So, Lauren Pontevin, who's the CEO, talked about the three areas of strategic growth that they are going after in 2017 and presumably beyond. They're looking to grow international. They're looking to grow their digital sales, which sounds like they're sure. already doing, but yeah. obviously they want to build on that. And they're looking to grow their men's business. I think this is a brand that should have no trouble translating internationally. And I think if they execute, I think I look at those three and I think, you know what? Those first two are imminently achievable. But <laughs> I, 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 I guess my question on the on the men's business is not so much can they do that because I think they're trying to grow off of a small base. I think they can do that. I just don't. I think if you are rank ordering, what's the most important thing? If you're a shareholder or you're a prospective shareholder, those first two, I think, dramatically outweigh the third. Agreed. It would be great if the men's business took off. It'd be a whole really new, significant growth avenue. I, I think it remains to be seen whether that will work or not. It's interesting. Just anecdotally, maybe a month or two ago, I came across some men's clothing from Lulu, and. I was pretty impressed. I thought it looked pretty good, but I, I said to my wife, "I said, you think I would should wear this? Is this like such a women's brand that it would be like odd?" And that, you know. that if someone saw you wearing something that had the logo, you right? Mean, yeah, or? yeah. Is that you know has it transferred over to men yet? Or you know, I don't need to be a trendsetter. Let's face it, right. <laughs> not a lot of trendsetting coming from Ron Gross. Um, and she was like, you know, they make high, just really well built clothing, and you know, she didn't really know whether the men's had took off or not, but it was. Was a question in my mind. I wonder if it'll be a question in, in other consumers' minds as well. So I, I would tend to agree with you. The first two avenues seem seem much easier. No, I think I think they I think they can grow it. I wonder if, to the point you just made, I wonder if maybe there's an alternate brand that they need to establish 
for menswear. Right. So, you know, to sort of downplay the Lululemon logo, that sort of thing. Yeah, you put it under a different brand name and, and you know, it'll differentiate it. Definitely a way to go. All right, before we get to our next story, i got to say a word about Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. If you've ever bought a home, you already know how time-consuming and frustrating getting a mortgage can be. And Rocket Mortgage brings the whole process into the 21st century. They take all of the time-consuming, complicated parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation, which is good, because applying for a mortgage is terrible. Not fun. It's just terrible. With Rocket Mortgage, you can easily share your bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of a button and get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your own financial situation. Not Ron Gross's financial situation. (laughs) Not mine. Your own financial situation. And you can do it all on your phone or tablet. So, if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or buy a home, and what makes a better holiday gift (laughs) than a new home? Than a brand new home. (laughs) You put a big bow on it. Oh my God, it's amazing. You just say, here you go. Check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com slash fool. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. The number one gainer on the New York Stock Exchange today is Tailored Brands. Which no one's ever heard of, by the way, because it's the new name for Men's Warehouse. Right. It is the parent company of Men's Warehouse and Joseph A. Bank. And I don't know about where you live, wherever you're listening right now. But where Ron and I live, you can't turn on the radio or television, for that matter, without seeing a jo- or hearing a Joseph A. Bank commercial. It's a it's a really interesting and somewhat f- amusing story because if you remember back in 2013, George Zimmer, right, the founder of Men's Warehouse, yes. he was he was let go, as we shall say. He was ousted from his own. He company. was ousted from his own company, and then a year later, Men's Warehouse. Bought Joseph A. Bank for 1.8 billion dollars and proceeded to just stink up the place um, to the point where everyone's saying they just wasted almost a couple billion dollars. So today and this year, for quite frankly, we see we see the stock really strong, up 70 percent so far this year, and, and as you mentioned, really strong today, really because. It turns out Joseph A. Banks may not be as horrible as it has been recently. Now, for this quarter, same store sales still down almost 10%. But the forward looking guidance, they expect that uh, same store sales to grow by percentages in the mid to high single digits. Because they're coming off of kind of a disastrous product strategy, marketing strategy, where they Kind of got away from you know the ubiquitous buy seventeen get one free you know, right buy three get one free um, at Joseph A. No. Banks which was you know they they took that away they didn't feel it was sustainable it really hit the brand um, in the short term you know whether it's just hard to say for good or for bad but in the short term it, it certainly hurt results and now they tend to think they see a firming and and that's a big deal so the stock just. Bang! You know, huge um, stocks up forty <laughs> percent. Huge and guidance is up. Um, it's interesting based on current full year guidance. Stocks only trading fourteen times now. It shouldn't be trading in line with the market because it's just a discount retailer. So I wouldn't want it to see it trading somewhere in the twenty to twenty four times. Um, but still, fourteen times not necessarily expensive. But you've got to believe that their guidance about Joseph A. Banks firming up is true. Uh, not for my money, thank you. I'll, I would wait and see, and if I missed it, that's just fine. Was there any talk from the company in terms of digital sales, anything about e-commerce? I, the reason I ask is because, well, beyond the fact that that's important for any or just about any retailer, uh, I remember going into there's a Joseph A. Bank here in Old Town Alexandria. I remember 
I mean, to, to the point you made, they make quality merchandise. Sure. They make good shirts, good suits, all that stuff. But I remember going in, looking at some shirts, uh, dress shirts, and thinking, well, I, I could use a few. And I had already looked online and found a, a nice price online, but I just happened to be in the neighborhood. I stop in, and what they were selling in the store. It's the exact same thing. They were selling it for more than twice the price. And I, I talked to one of the <laughs> associates. I said, "Look, I, I, I want to help you out here, but I, I can buy this online." And and he was just like, "Yeah, there's nothing I can do." Now this is a few years ago, right. so so maybe they've gotten much better. About Not that. a lot of talk about online. I mean, overall sales were still down two percent for the quarter. Okay. So you know things are still still relatively weak, but but perhaps looking up. And as we know, the stock market is a looking forward mechanism, and stock pops. When was the last time you bought like a suit, a, a, a sport coat, that sort of thing? Well, we're very lucky here. We, yeah, I was gonna say we don't we don't work at a place where that's yeah, necessary. I, but I did actually buy two sports coats within the last six months or so. Um, I bought them from Nordstrom's, which was one of my favorite go-to places yeah. because of the customer service. Um, and sometimes you pay a little more, but it, I believe it's worth it for the service you get. Yeah, there is there is something really. I, Anytime, and this has happened, I don't know, maybe maybe three or four times in my life. But anytime I've gotten any kind of like nice dress clothes and had them tailored, it's worth whatever you pay. And it's usually not a ton of money to get stuff tailored, but it's just it's it's always you worth do it. get what you pay for. I mean, I say it time and time again. My wife knows it's one of my favorite sayings, <laughs> um, and I just believe it's true. Um, so that's not on your. Uh, your list this holiday season in terms of like what you want. You're not you're not like you know what I could use this. You no, know? you know what I just uh, filled out a little wish list actually. It was uh, all guitar related equipment because I took my first guitar lessons ever. That's right. Last you, week, can we talk a little bit about the Fool's Errand? Sure. So for those unfamiliar, uh, every month at the Motley Fool we have an all staff meeting, and uh, what happens at the very end of that meeting is something called the Fool's Errand, and one uh, employee's name is picked at random. And that person has to take two weeks off at some point in the next month, and they can have no contact with the office whatsoever. It is forced vacation, and you won it recently. Took a couple weeks off. Yes. Now, it, the reason they do it is first of all to make sure people are taking the proper amount of vacation and and, yeah. and re-energizing, but also to make sure there's no single points of failure here at the company. So if I'm not here, somebody's got to know what I do on a daily basis, and if they don't, that's a problem because you know I could, God forbid, get hit by a bus too. Although we did we did get a couple of comments from listeners who were like, why wasn't Ron on Motley right, Fool Money? And I'm not allowed to answer emails. There was, you know, there were some things that got that get missed, but it's it, as a company it's important to know about those things. Um so I did some, you know, I t- took two weeks and I went up to Ann Arbor, visited my daughter at the University of Michigan. Um then uh, Thanksgiving, she was home for Thanksgiving, so it was nice to be off there as well. And then I took a guitar lesson every day for the second week. Um never having played before. Um, and by the way, my fingers are raw. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds painful. Yeah, so it's not really the right way to learn. It's really compressing probably a month's worth of of lessons into one week. But I wanted to try it as an experiment. I found a teacher willing to to go for it with me, and so it was a lot of fun. And I think the bug has bit me. Although it's it's not easy. I mean, you got you got to you know, like any instrument, you've got to practice. Sure. But Did you fun. get any? I can't imagine this guitar teacher ever had someone say, "Oh, and by the way." 
I want to come here every single day. Correct. And he ca- he's the caveat was this is not how I would recommend you learn this instrument. But if you want to try it as a fun experiment, I'll go for it with you. Were you dramatically better on Wednesday than you were on Tuesday? <laughs> well, on Monday I could do nothing, and on Friday there were maybe one or two chords I could could choke out. So yeah, it was better. You just reminded me <laughs> of the sequence in the classic film Groundhog Day where. Bill Murray comes to grips with the fact that he's living the same day over and over, and he decides, I'm going to learn the piano. Concert pianist. That's great. (laughs) Thanks for being here. My pleasure. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday. I'm in the kitchen cooking, and the children upstairs asleep. It's time for old Santa Claus to make his midnight cream call. Santa Claus wants some loving. Yeah, now. Santa Claus wants some loving. I know it's something real pretty under that Christmas tree. I ain't had no loving in this worrying me. Cause Santa Claus wants some loving. Do you hear me? old bicycle, I can't seem to find my plows. I'm halfway watching mama before she get that sleep in her eyes caught. Santa Claus wants some loving. Well, Santa Claus wants some Santa Claus.